This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Hello and welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast. This is Podcast 12, so let's just get the numbers correct. It's Lockdown 2. Lockdown the sequel, this time it's personal, and it's day six of Lockdown 2, and it's Nick Hancock, and we are sponsored by Hacks, and if this is your very first time listening to our podcast, a very warm welcome, I hope you're well. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Emma, who's the head teacher at Coppice Valley Primary School in Harrogate, and going to be hearing about how... They're going to get round some of the traditional Christmas things, which are tricky with distancing and all of that malarkey. So we're talking to Emma in a minute or two. And can I just say as well, we have been absolutely overwhelmed with the support for another school, Grove Road School at Bilton, the community primary school, where we put an appeal out on Monday evening. They've got 140-ish children who are now having to isolate because of a bit of a COVID outbreak there in two bubbles. So we've been asking for food and books and toys and digital stuff for the kids and their families because, of course, you know, mum and dad having to isolate as well and not able to go to work as normal and all those kind of things. So big, big thanks. We've been absolutely over overwhelmed by the response we've had over the past couple of days. I'm joined by my wife, Sarah Hancock, in lockdown. Hello. I've only been told to speak when I've been asked to speak now. (laughs) So what's been your highlight of the first week of lockdown two? My online yoga and my mother's pate. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, we're going to have you on more... I have another one, The Holidate. Okay, The Holidate on Netflix. Can you tell us the premises of The Holidate on Netflix? The premises, that means that means it's... The premise. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the premise <laughs> of The Holidate is... I don't think you're going to be on this podcast again after. This is going to be your last appearance. <laughs> I'm sorry. i take it back. Um, so The Holidate is a boy and girl get together for dating purposes only on holidays. Um, so they are holidays to each other. Will they or won't they actually end up falling in love? And do they? They will. They do. Well, now you spoiled it. I can't believe you said <laughs> you were supposed to I say. It was always going to happen. So that's on Netflix at the moment. And The Crown is back on Sunday, of course, as well. Of course, as well. It is. The Charles and Diana Crown. OK, so, Sarah, you're going to be the special guest on tomorrow's podcast oh so i am coming back then well a lot can happen in 24 hours how's your painting going yeah well i had to get um a damp seal because some damp was coming through my painting which was very sad okay you're breaking up right so um so we'll have more from sarah hancock with reasons to be cheerful on tomorrow's podcast but back to today and our special guest is emma from coppice valley Good morning, Emma. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. And how is Coppice Valley School? Morning, Nick. Um, Things are fine. Things are really, really good. It's lovely to be at school as always. In lockdown one, I remember speaking to you because you were still working through lockdown one. The school was combined, wasn't it, with other schools for the children of key workers. So you've kind of gone all the way through this already. 
That's right. We were we were working in a hub before with the Red Kite Primaries across Harrogate, based at Ross Acre, and it seems a really long time ago now, actually, that we were there. We've come so far. So yeah, lockdown two. It's it's been okay, really. There hasn't been that many changes for schools, really, for for primary at least. Well, my kids got me through lockdown one, to be honest, because they thoroughly enjoyed, you know, all the things we did at home every day and, and just so positive to be around. What what do kids, and we're talking primary school age kids, what do kids make of coronavirus and COVID-19, would you say? Well, they're, they're fed up a little bit more than they were the first time around, I think. I think there's a lot of novelty factor to the first time. For us as parents and educators as well, it didn't seem quite so bad because, of course, it was springtime. We had all that amazing weather. We could get out um, and we, did, we had the longer days. We didn't have the dark nights. So I think this time around, there's, there's a little bit more... Um, sadness about it people aren't feeling quite as good about it as they did the first time around um however having said that kids are great kids love being in school they love being here they're pretty resilient most of the time um so when they're in school it's great for them because it's that routine that they need at the moment the first time around was you know no school was was okay for a few weeks and then after a little while it gets it gets a bit wearing doesn't it so we're just glad that we're here and we're at school this time definitely children who didn't go to school april may and on, on to june july last year they, they miss the interaction with their friends and their teachers and they miss the stimulation from that definitely so so are there things that have to change around you know i always think of sort of christmas time as lots of things going on are there things that have to change a little bit in school coming up to Christmas for the kids? Yeah, that's something that's making me personally feel really, really upset actually about Christmas. We don't know everything yet, because of course this lockdown ends early December. And, you know, fingers crossed, hoping that we can do things that we used to do. Because at the moment, we can't even sing really in school, because the way that you breathe when you're singing is not... Um, conducive to the control measures around COVID. So the idea that we're not going to be singing carols, then, you know, we're not going to be doing nativity shows, all those little things that make Christmas so special in school uh, are getting, you know, they are getting to me and I'm sure they'll be getting to the other mums and dads thinking about that, especially if it's their children's first Christmas in school and there being no nativity. However, we're really, really good at getting um, inventive and getting creative. So I've already tried to start thinking, what can we do? Can we do virtual reality, virtual nativity, sorry? Can we do um, carols, socially distanced? There's got to be some way, somehow, that we can do something to make it feel special. I've been researching as well online, thinking, what, what did people used to do in the old days? You know, what, what did we do before um, for Christmas? Can Maybe can we get some traditions going back from back in the day that we could maybe bring back to life. How long Some... ago were you thinking? Pre-Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> what did we used to do before we had Zoom? I tell you what, I didn't worry about my roots of my hair quite as much before we had Zoom. Um, but yeah, there's got to be something, hasn't there? I mean, we, we did a really good job in the summer by getting creative around things like transition. You know, we couldn't go into nurseries and meet the children like we used to do. So we did things like, you know, we got the coppers teddy bears, we set up the gazebos outside, we did 
we did things, but we did them in different ways. And actually we found things, some things are better. Some things we thought, you know what, we won't go back to that. So I'm hoping to have some sort of revelation around Christmas in primary schools that gets me the same kind of answers. I'm not there yet, but I'm hoping. I've been watching a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies at the weekend to get inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> we're, in, we're in a territory with, with things like, with things like Christmas carols or nativities. We're in a territory which I just call next best thing. That is the whole state of everything. I'm a celebrity at this castle in Wales. Is not going to be as good as the jungle normally, no. in Australia, but it's going to have the novelty and it's going to be next best thing. And I think that's I think that's the way we have to approach these things. Yeah. And I suppose I suppose with singing with singing Christmas carols, it's still really special. Even if there's five of you doing it's still if you're in if you're in however big your community is if there's a few of you doing it it's still really special but of course it's not it's not like those big i mean i mean for for for, for a lot of religious things christmas is going to be yeah. isn't it for people because i mean yeah. for people it's the one time of the year they go to church christmas eve you know yeah i mean we're not a religious school but we um for the first time last year it's my first um headship year my first christmas as head so we went up to the church um, in bilton st john's and st luke's we went up there and um, one of our parents is a trained opera singer she sang carols when we were in there and it was a little bit dark oh it was amazing and everybody said oh let's do this next year it was so good it was so nice just for that christmasiness mm. and we can't but like you say next best thing i'll come up with something i'll think of something You've got plenty of time, and do you do things? Do you do things? Have you done anything yet where where everybody's been on on a Zoom or a Teams, or do you do things remotely with with any classes or anything? Yeah, so every Friday since we came back in September, we've had Friday celebration assembly via Teams, um, and that's that's really good fun. I mean, the first few it was uh, interesting getting that rhythm going because when you try new things, it's always a bit weird at first. It felt very fake, but we love it now. You know, we have uh, guest appearances in the classrooms as uh, the deputy runs around handing out awards, so it sort of throws a throws a certificate into a classroom from socially distance. But we get used to. It, you know and it's quite fun now um and we had uh, zoom parents evenings last week that went really well as well a lot of people saying again how quick it was how efficient it was not exactly the same as face to face but you know there's there's some things that work better yeah and, and that, that's absolutely right some things there's some efficiency but of course you know we all we all miss a bit of that kind of face-to-face -face stuff definitely one of one yeah. of the biggest things and people listening to this if, if their children don't go to coppice valley they might not know but you've been um pioneers really in what you do at coppice valley for children's mental health and some of the coping strategies and things which of course now more than ever have been so useful and so important would you tell us a little bit about that yeah, definitely. And uh, it's really nice, actually, this year, if you notice that children in need are going down a mental health um, idea as well. So we'll be doing that then. Yeah, so we have um, a whole school mental health offer where we teach all of our children from day one how to look after themselves 
and their mental health. And that's the really simple things that we have um, our take five breathing technique where you hold your hand up and you run your head, finger around your thumb and your other fingers and you're breathing in and breathing out slowly. And it's really, really simple, but it's very effective. And we teach the children how to use that um, if they're feeling a bit upset, if they're feeling angry, if they're feeling anxious, and it just helps them um, regulate their own emotions. So that's the whole school offer. And there's other things we do in there, of course. We have uh, mental health awareness days. We have workshops. <clears throat> One of the major things we do is we get our children outside and we use nature. There's loads and loads of studies that have proven how how much your mental health benefits and even your physical health just from getting outside. I think it's something to do with the what the trees are producing and the grasses and the plants, what's coming out of them. You breathe them in and it really has a physical effect. Well, we blessed with all this beautiful land at coppice so we get our children outside we do tai chi we do yoga um, we have a nature school that runs on a friday afternoon for our youngest kids where they get togged up in their wellies and they're full waterproofs and they go out there and they come back in filthy but for having a great time and then we have bespoke offers as well so children who need a little bit more um, of something perhaps they're having a, a bit of a bad time maybe family separation or a bereavement we have a member of staff who's trained to to give them a bit of a helping hand with that for a few weeks and there's something in children being able to almost understand what's going on you know you might be having a bad day so almost sort of labeling some of the things that are happening with their mental health which probably there's a lot of adults listening to this where if we'd have had that when we were younger or, or, or even been taught some of it our lives might have been made a little bit easier exactly so it's it's emotional intelligence is what it is it's knowing what's going on inside your own inside your own head with your feelings being able to articulate that and put a word to it and say you know i am feeling anxious at the moment i am feeling unhappy a lot of the times we, we don't think children can can understand things like that but they, they can understand way more than we think they can um, and then it's about moving on because it's not just about saying I am unhappy I am sad it's about having a coping strategy that allows you to then get on with your everyday life the idea around mental health in primary schools is that you are facilitating children to get on to cope to be resilient to be strong it's not about encouraging people just to sort of sit and wallow in it by enabling their feelings. It's, it's giving them the power to do something about it. Well, it's always good to talk to you, Emma. I'm going to have a really good think about how um, you can do a, a virtual carol concert. <laughs> I'm sure your ideas will be better than mine, though. Um, I doubt that entirely. Um, we're going to miss Sleeps to Christmas, of course. Can you do something with Sleeps to Christmas? We are. We are going to be actually. Yeah, we are. That's going to be. That is going to be a daily. That's going to be a daily podcast from from December. So that is that is that's a little exclusive for you there. But that's coming out. So you'll be able to play that. You'll be able to play that to everybody every day. Oh, I can put that through on Teams every day into the classroom. Is the, is the number is the number one thing that gets said to me probably probably several times every day to be honest is 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 about, <laughs> is about the countdown to Christmas song. So yeah, yeah. That, that sadly that sadly has survived the pandemic. <laughs> that is not a sadness. That's not even an even better if that's a thank goodness for. <laughs> we need to keep that. Yeah, well, it's lovely to speak to you and um, really, really good to hear everything that's happening for the kids at Coppers Valley as well. Okay, speak to you soon. Thank you. 
Thank you very much to Emma from Coppice Valley. Thank you very much to Hacks, who are our podcast sponsors. And thank you to you for listening. And by the way, on our website... Oh, and thank you to Sarah Hancock. Thank you, me. And on our Your Harrogate website, we've got lots of brilliant competitions, including a very, very popular one where you could win a luxury hamper from Sykes House Farm near Weatherby. So that's all your Christmas meats in there. So you just need to go to yourharrogate.co.uk to take part.